Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Charles Fox, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Robertson, welcome to this week's edition of TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will welcome back Emmy Award winning actress Michael Learned in our second hour. Michael Learned, the actress known around the world as Olivia Walton, the matriarch of the Waltons. Michael will be appearing in the new Netflix series by Ryan Murphy that is scheduled to premiere later in 2022. She also has a new movie out. Talk about that and more when Michael Learned joins us. In our second hour, we hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, this being Mother's Day weekend, as this program airs, our very best wishes to all the moms who are listening to us around the world. In addition to our conversation with Michael Lerner, we're going to play conversations with two other famous TV moms, June Lockhart from Lost in Space and Lassie and Marion Ross from Happy Days. We'll play our conversation with June Lockhart also in our second hour. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we open up the program by bringing you an encore presentation of a conversation that originally aired in 2014 with Marion Ross. Marion, of course, spent 11 years of her life playing Marion Cunningham, Mrs. C, on Happy Days, a character that TV Guide named one of the top TV, top 10 TV moms in all of television history, but Happy Days is just one chapter in a long and successful career in film, stage, and television that has seen Marion work with such legends as Clark Gable, Cary Grant, Tony Curtis, Lauren Bacall, Claudette Colbert, Jose Ferrer, and Noel Coward, while also earning her acclaim for her role as Sophie Berger, the strong-willed matriarch on Brooklyn Bridge. Marion is still very busy these days. She's uh, working not only on the stage, she's also appearing on such popular shows as The Middle, Major Crimes, Anger Management, Two and a Half Men, and Hot in Cleveland. And let's not forget the Drew Carey Show. And the Drew oh, yeah. Carey Show. Yeah. But, but in, in the meantime, before we get lost listing all of Marion's credits, Marion Ross, welcome to TV Confidential. Oh, children. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Wow. I can die I happy now. Believe that you're still working. I thought you were in school. <laughs> uh, I do feel like a treasure. You know, I'm getting to be a treasure. <laughs> well, we're, we're treasuring the chance to, to spend a little time with you. That's, that's, that is certainly for you sure. Know, it, it, it's just amazing, and, uh, and I hope you don't mind a, a little praise. Uh, you know, j- I, just being, I can use it. You I can, always use it. <laughs> just being Mrs. C puts you in a, you know such a you know a, a special part in television history. But looking at your career, you really are television history. Well, you know, I sometimes think about it. I think I I have spanned the end of the big studio because I was under contract to Paramount. Mm-hmm. I was about twenty two when I came out of college uh, in, at San Diego State, and that. Every in that in those days, C.B. DeMille was there. Mm-hmm. The studio was running full tilt. Everything was filmed there. 
on these big sets, on these big... So I had to start with that. Then I went on right into live TV at CBS uh, Television City, mm-hmm. and I did a thing called Life with Father. I played this Irish maid, and I mean, we were live. We were live, and I did, like, Playoff 90, all those kind of shows, and had all those adventures and, and mishaps of of live television, you know? Yes, well, we've, we've done a number of programs talking to people such as yourself who worked in live television, and in a lot of respects, working on live television was was like was like doing the theater, which is something you started your career in. That's right. You really, at that point, had to have theater background and not just be a mumbler, you know? Yes, not, not just be a mumbler and also know when to improvise in case, you know, the set falls down or, 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 or an actor who's supposed to play a corpse gets up and leave in the middle of uh, uh, the world. Exactly. <laughs> they would gather us all together, you know, just before we went on, they'd say, okay, okay, get your script. Page 93, 97, out, out, out. Are we at? Okay, uh, okay. Uh, you just really... <laughs> You just learn to trust something. Yeah, you certainly do learn to trust something. But I, I would imagine, because you mentioned that you started your career, it was the tail end of the studio system. You're a young lady of 22 at the time, as you just mentioned. Now, I've talked to a lot of actors who were in the studio system, and there, there, there seems to be a split. Either you liked it because you got work as you were learning your craft mm-hmm. or you kind of resisted it because you you didn't have much freedom how did you feel uh when you were under contract with the studio Miriam? well they would just kind of warehouse you they would uh but you got paid but you didn't have any real function uh, you didn't you could walk around and see how movies were made you were there to audition other talent that was spotted out around the country and brought in, but most of them were Miss Legs from Texas, you know, or Miss something or other, and I was a real actress. So I was, I, I, I was frustrated because I was so serious. I was such a serious girl. And I, at lunch in the big dining room, it was small talk would, would kill me. <laughs> 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 Marlene Dietrich would come sweeping into the dining room, you know, like a hush would fall on the room. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it was like C.P. DeMille was sitting around the corner. It was very nervous-making. But we all had our pictures up there mm-hmm. on the wall, big, big, you know. And, and I was a very fresh-faced little girl when I came. So by the time they put all this makeup on me, and then change my lips and make them, you know, reshape your lips and reshape your eyebrow. Uh, well, my own mother wouldn't know me, you know. <laughs> but how how glamorous it was! You would go Edith's head, you know. We'd mm-hmm. go to yeah. her. She would say, "One of your shoulders is a little bit low." I mean, clothing was done too minutely. Now, when you do a television show, or during the years, they would say, "Bring in something." Marion, in your early days at Paramount and you started getting your early roles, did you feel that you were typed or did you get to try a variety of roles? We got to try nothing. We mostly were just warehoused. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So the, but you don't want to be fired. We had like six months options. And when after a year, I was let go. 
and you're, you know, you don't want to. Because before, what they did was they, uh, they would dress you up, mm-hmm. send you to premiere, you know, and you would and give you a date with this other young man and this other player, and off you'd go in a big limo down Hollywood Boulevard, the Klieg lights flashing across the sky, you know, and the crowd is waiting, and you step out, and the crowd is screaming, and they're saying, oh, it's nobody. Oh. No. <laughs> nobody. But now, if you go forward 100 years later, and I now actually have my own star on Hollywood Boulevard. And deservedly so. Yes. Well... I'm thrilled to have that. Yes. And, and we're thrilled to be uh, spending some time talking to Marion Ross, Mrs. C, on Happy Days, Sophie Berger on Brooklyn Bridge, and an actress who has worked with such film and TV legends as Clark Gable, Cary Grant, Tony Curtis, Kirk Douglas, Lauren Bacall, George Kennedy, Mike Connors, and David Jansen. Marion Ross and June Lockhart are among the 100 stars who have contributed photographs to the Hollywood Museum as part of a special Mother's Day exhibit that will be on display for a limited time through Sunday, May 15th. The Hollywood Museum, 1600 North Highland Avenue at Hollywood Boulevard in the famous Max Factor building. For tickets and more information, call 323-464-7776, or visit thehollywoodmuseum.com. Marion's memoir, My Days Happy and Otherwise Available, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This conversation with Marion originally aired in May 2014. At the time we spoke to Marion, she had recently filmed an episode of Hot in Cleveland with Betty White. My, my sense is that there's a real camaraderie among the actresses on that cast. This is tremendously benign, and it has to just, I guess it just starts with Betty White. Mm-hmm. Everybody is just wonderful. They wouldn't they wouldn't dream of not being wonderful and the crew is wonderful and they make it e- and it's shot easily Ugh, it's a it's a it's a lesson in how to be a pro you know absolutely well yeah. I, I understand there was pretty much the same atmosphere on happy days when you made that show well not really because we were here with these young people it was a wild circus and it was we started uh, not live. We started one camera, mm-hmm. but very shortly, uh, all in the family was. Com- uh, we said, "Oh, we got to go. We got to go live." That's the the, the texture that mm-hmm. what's happening. So there was tremendous excitement. Uh, everybody was playing games. There was a lot of silliness, uh, which was which made the show very free, very free. I I remember watching. Uh you know, when the the blooper shows were very popular, there was always great footage of outtakes, practical jokes, and I think the two funniest ones center around you. One of you, uh, one where Fonzie is kissing you, yes. where you're playing, and it is hysterical. Like, like I am, he's helping me on with my coat. Yeah, family, we're all leaving. We're all lined up there, and of course, we always planned everything. So I. 
I would just reach around and kiss him on the lips, you know, and then go on with the dialogue, and then after a while, turn around and kiss him again right on the lips. <laughs> and Tom, Tom Bosley is a star, gaping, and the audience kind of a great hush fell over the audience, you know. <laughs> oh, so we have that bit of film, you know. And there's another great shot of you just walking down the stairs from Fonzie's apartment, buttoning the yes. top button on your dress. That's right. Just putting myself back together. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. C was really frisky. Yes. Uh, Really frisky. Hey, Mrs. C was a modern woman. Yes. Uh, Well, but she would say to Howard, I've got to get out of the house. Uh, Howard, I I don't know any black people. I don't know. It was a whole list of things that she never did. I don't have to drive. I don't know. (laughs) I've got to get out of the house more. No. I used to say, we used to, Tom and I both would say to Gary Marshall, we'd say, can't we have more? to do for god's sake in this series and then he'd say it's not about you you know it's about the it's about the boys <laughs> well it was it was about the boys in the beginning but uh, but gradually uh, especially during the, the the latter years of the show i mean you and tom were given a lot more to do and, and even even in the beginning you and tom were the foundation yes, of that show definitely yeah. That's really right. By basing it in within a family, you had a different kind of a show. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to spin off the Fonz once they discovered, and he was such a big hit, uh, there was talk to just take him off and put him in his own show called The Fonz. Mm-hmm. But by putting him in the middle of this family, then you've got, you've got this base. You, you not only you have this base, but you, I mean, look, whether we're talking about drama or comedy, good storytelling is based on conflict. And so the fact that you had, you had Fonzie, who was, you know, he had the leather jacket and he was representing all the, the, the James Dean type of dangerous character of the, of the 50s, you know, contrast him with uh, Richie and his family. I mean, you needed that contrast. Yeah. You take him out of that, you know. It's, it's a yeah. Otherwise, we would have been doing a repeat of Donna Reed or Father Knows uh, Best. And no, uh, at that time, we had very strong standards and practices mm-hmm. commission, and they would go through every script and, and uh, wouldn't allow this, this, and this, and this, and we always kind of had to teach a lesson. Uh, now I don't see that in these shows. In fact, I think these shows are too fast. Ah, is it me that I'm getting old? There's just too much hullabaloo going I, on. I think it depends on the show. Uh, I think it depends on the show, Marion. I mean, I know with, like, like for example, with Modern Family, which was the lead out to the uh, to the middle, which was one of yes. the shows you did recently. Now that. Again, that that is modern in you know in that it's uh, it, it's done without a laugh. Modern track. and edgy, right? It, modern and edgy and important. And yet, yes. at the same time, at the end of each show, there is a sort of you yeah. know a, a, a lesson that ties every all, all the different storylines together. But but you're right. I mean, there there seems to be more of an emphasis on raunch, at least on the network yeah. comedy level, than there was before. And well, and Parenthood is a wonderful show. Yes. Yes, and that one also. No matter how many troubles they have, they always wrap it up nicely, mm-hmm. and uh, and everybody gets along, you know. Yes. Well, we're getting along this yes. hour with uh, with Marion Ross. Marion recently filmed an episode of Hot in Cleveland that will air later this summer on TV Land, and she's spending a, a few moments with us, sharing some memories about her uh, long and successful career in stage, film, and television. Now, you mentioned uh, when you first start off at Paramount. Uh, Marion, you were you know you're you're a serious young lady, and uh, 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 and 
and your early before you did Happy Days, you did a lot of television, but you were mostly known for playing dramatic roles. I I, I understand that Gary Marshall, speaking of which, Gary Marshall was very instrumental in helping you understand the nuances of playing comedy. He was. He was. He said it goes this way. The boom, boom, boom. There's a joke. You know, <laughs> boom, boom. So I, I, I had to learn. It, it was all these guys from New York that come in, and they know we have every Thursday night, Gary would bring in all these old writers that had helped him originally. Mm-hmm. Now they're old, retired gentlemen. And they sit up there, and no audience or anything, and we would run the show for them, and they'd say, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, no, they would never laugh, but they would just say, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they would do the last punch-ups. Yeah. Know? And, and the, the, these are guys who worked for, you know, like Jack Benny and Burns and Allen. So you, you're getting real comedy, you know. Yeah, you're heritage. getting gold here. Yeah. Real gold. So we would say, would, would it hurt if you laughed a little? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what they would do with Marion often because you could have a whole scene play out and you can see Marion in the kitchen. You would have those little sliding things like Mary Tyler Moore used to have. And you'd have the counter, and you yeah. see Marion, and the action's really on the sofa, but Marion's off to the side. And Marion could just walk in and say one line and steal the whole scene, and then they cut to Arnold's. And uh, I, 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 it used to be so perfect. Either it could be just, you know, she could defuse Fonzie, probably the only character that could ever defuse Fonzie. Except well, for maybe. You know, I, 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 it's a, a lesson for actors, for other actors or younger actors. I was always. I was a tremendous team player, mm-hmm. and I was always paying attention, and I was always in it, you know, trying, so that they could say, uh, throw that to Marion, mm-hmm. you know, because they could see that I was, I was so in the scene. I was so in the scene. So give her something. And that, that goes back to your background as a mm-hmm. theater actress, because especially on stage where you have no net, uh, and no, okay, you know, a cut will take her from the top. I mean, you have to, you have to be very in tune with what your fellow actors are doing on stage in the moment. You bet. And um, on stage, if you if you look tremendously alive, and not that you're stealing. Well, maybe you're. I don't know if if it's stealing or not. But look like any minute you, you might say something. No, I don't really have any more lines. But any minute, <laughs> I look like any minute, I, I, I want to come out with something. You're in there. You're adding life to this thing. Because we used to get some young people who would sort of pout in the corner, mm-hmm. you know, and w- w- want more or, or be discouraged. I, I always say to them, look alive, look alive, look, you know, keep trying to add something to this, you know. That's very, very generous of you. Is that Donna? Yes. yes. <laughs> How are you, Donna? I'm wonderful, Marion. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I could just listen to the two of you talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Marion, I saw you from afar once. Years ago, I was in college at Emerson, and I believe it was a parent's oh, weekend. My daughter went there. Yes, I, I know. I know. And I saw you that parents' weekend. I was with a group of my friends. We saw you walking down the steps in our dormitory, 132, 134 Beacon Street, which no longer exists. And I think the three of us went, 
Wow. I said, our parents weren't here. I said, but hey, she's been our mom for how many years now? <laughs> I said, this is complete. And I said, should we say hello? And we all went, we can't. <laughs> I, think the ones, I, I think the three of us who considered ourselves very cool were absolutely starstruck. <laughs> well, the people, because I've been in their home, you know, yeah. they, they come up to me and say, you look great, you know, like, like they own me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I am their mom. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's a nice dress. You know, we can take you anywhere, Mom. <laughs> how did you? How do you feel about becoming so many people's surrogate mother through the television? I think it's pretty swell. That's I great. Would never dream of not of trying to get rid of that. That's a pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty nice reward, isn't it? it mm-hmm. I, th- I think the ultimate payoff, and and since we're sharing stories here, I used to go to Bancroft Junior High School in Hollywood. And uh, for a good while, I used to run over to Paramount after school and watch you guys dress rehearse on Fridays. I think it was Soundstage 28. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And some, you know, Wednesdays I would go see Laverne and Shirley. Fridays I would either see you guys or Mork and Mindy. Uh, when Robin Williams was this new star, mm-hmm. and I just watch and watch and just—I mean, it was just amazing. And I was of just the right age where Happy Days came on. I'm in elementary school. The final episode. I'm in college. Uh, but you know to watch you know to grow up watching the sh- literally grow up watching the show and i remember it was 30 years ago uh last week the uh, the anniversary of the last episode mm-hmm. and i remember watching and i think it is so poignant and so important that really the last shot we see is you and tom bosley yeah. when he gives the toast yes and we watch that and the fact Fine. that the yeah. The fourth oh, wall. I'm lovely. Then you saw how much fun it was. Yeah. What a wild, fun. You know, Jerry Paris w- directed all of the show. Mm-hmm. And he was a great free soul. Very, very great free soul. You know. Uh, well, what a nice thing that you that you had this in your in your childhood. It, we it, had we had a good time, I'll tell you. And you know we had a softball team. Yes, and we're going to talk about the Happy Day softball team and a whole lot more when we continue our conversation with Marion Ross here on TV Confidential. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast you can enjoy. This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.